everyone and welcome to Live Beats with Sirisha on Radio Caravan 104.1 FM and 700 AM. I'm so excited you're here. You know summer's almost here. It's like 80 degrees, starting to get warm. Many of you may be busy with graduation happening. Uh you know you are either graduating someone in your family, maybe your kids. Well, congratulations. It's an exciting time. You know they're entering a new phase, either they're entering college or they're heading off and graduating from college or trying something new. So congratulations and enjoy the summer and the time that you get to spend as the transitions happening. I'm your host Dr. Sirisha Kuchimanchi. I'm a former tech executive, a podcast host and an entrepreneur. I host the podcast Women Career and Life. It's spelled W O M E N C A R E E R and Life. It's a top 30 percent Spotify podcast if you're looking for career advice on how to grow in your leadership or advance. Check it out. You can find it on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And if you're looking for a community to join for South Asian women for career and financial independence, check out Sahita It's by looking at sahita.live, sahita.live. You can click on the button on the website to the right uh, called Join, and you can meet other women from across the globe who are walking similar journeys as you and uh, find guidance and support as well. So let's dive into today's conversation. So today I have Akansha Mathur, and Akansha and I met in interesting circumstances. So we actually met. at the Indian Association of North Texas Women's Day celebration where they were we had a bunch of us maybe like 10 women talking about our own journeys and what our experiences were and what we were passionate about and if you've heard me talk about on this show I talk about financial independence a lot and really that's what my platform was for that day and Akansha talk about her journey which she will share today <coughs> excuse me and about her energy uh transformation so akansha welcome uh we are topic for today's energy transformation uh from moving from oil into sustainable energy so akansha why don't you start with introducing yourself a little bit and then we will segue into a lot of the things we want to chat today thank you so much sarisha i'm i'm it's an honor to be here and i'm looking forward to a fun chat and um i would like to start by thanking you for starting and initiating all the platforms to bring up the topics which need a lot of attention but are not much talked about um as for my introduction um i completed my undergrad in mechanical engineering uh, from iit delhi Mm-hmm. where i was the only girl uh, among <laughs> with the 70 boys uh and i completed my uh btech and started my career as a field engineer on offshore rigs uh with an oil and gas service company um i followed i like traveled around different countries worked on onshore offshore rigs for 8 years um and then i was done with operations so i wanted to move into management so uh i spent the next 7 years working in management leading some global uh, digital transformation projects mm-hmm. um last year i made a huge uh i would say switch where i moved out of oil and gas um and moved into green energy space when i joined wallbox chargers okay oh so much to unwrap in that i i, I was going to ask you this question but i'm so glad you brought it up by the way the phone lines are open you know if you want to join this conversation and um have questions for either akansha or me the number is 214 817 3333 
Number again, 214-817-3333. You will go live on air when you call in. You said one out of 70. I was going to ask you how many girls were there in, in your IIT program, so not many, looks like. Yes, I, it, it seems like uh, it was an unconventional, uh, I would say, department for girls, mm-hmm. I would say, I had chose. Um, however, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was challenging. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, I remember my next year also was pretty much same. One girl in similar ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two years, like a little bit about that, I would say like first two years, it was a struggle. Um, nobody would talk to me. Right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I can imagine. And, and like when, when you start with one girl, 70 boys, like, oh, you must have that VIP treatment. And trust me, it was completely opposite. Uh, because no one wants to step out and have that first like, conversation exactly. and be bragged by their friends. Did you go to a girls' school or a co-ed? That was another thing. I always studied in co-ed, so it was a new thing to me. It was like con- making connection to a girl or a boy was a norm. Like, you know, I never yes. had to think about it. So I was like thrown in this ocean and no one would talk to me. And um, anyways, I would say like, you know, in engineering colleges, the the groups like uh, study groups and exchanging class notes uh, those are a key part of you know your journey in college Um, I didn't have a chance to do that and Mm -hmm. in the end I think by the end of two years I was like I have to do something about it Um, so I ended up taking the initiative I took the first step starting reaching out to the boys in my class like you know let's do this project together or things like that I would have to like give credit to some of my professors who helped me sustain those four years Uh, and I think taking that initiative did help me a lot over the next two years and uh, made a lot of memories a lot of lifelong friends Um, ended up doing my final BTEC projects with two other batchmates boys obviously Um, and um, we were graded like among the top and we got the best BTEC project uh, in that in in that year so a lot of life lessons <laughs> during my four years in the college. I and and you know, it's interesting. Um, I just want to make sure that p- for many of the people who are studying um, now in those fields, the numbers are still the same, which is kind of sad, right? I mean, you're talking about more than a decade ago. And I think it's important for teachers, you know, people who are in, I would say, a position of power at this point to see that there is this discrepancy, this factor that uh, a lot of people find challenging to get over. Maybe in in the U.S., maybe the culture is slightly different, so it may not be so much. But you need to understand that these girls need support, that they need that advocacy and uh, breaking down. Because for me, it was a reverse. I went to a co-ed school. Yes, we had boys. We talked to them a little bit. But I went to a girls' college, and it was such a... uh, eye-opening experience because most of the girls in the girls' college are from girls' schools. So for them, you know, your co-ed experience is so out of the norm. They're curious about it. And it's it, 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 it was the best thing because it gave me a much bigger, diverse exposure to people. So we are going to come back to this uh, sort of women in STEM, which we'll be t- touching upon. I, want, I know when we met last time, you were talking about this experience when your mom saw you come off the oil rig. And I think it's something that people need to hear to normalize a lot of these jobs that we think about and why it's important to get different experiences and really touches on the same thing very similar to your college experience. Yes, yeah, so um, this was when I was working on land rigs in Middle East. Um, this was one of, you know, like 
they, they are always specific uh, stories from your work time you will never forget. So this was one of those operations, uh, very hard, very stressful. I was up for 72 hours straight on the operation. So by the time we were done rigging down and be, like, you know, be done with the job, I had no energy or enthusiasm to change into nicer clothes because we were going back home. Mm-hmm. It was a four hour drive and I literally just like I was in my coveralls um, all like as you can imagine set up for 72 hours it's like sweat mix of sweat and grease and everything and possible. grime and everything and then <laughs> it's like 60 70 degrees outside in Oman um, this was summer completely skipped my mind that my parents are home they were visiting me mm-hmm. um, I reach home and <laughs> I knock the door my, my mom opens the door and she literally went into shock like she had I mean she knew I work in oil and gas and everything but you know it's it, it was real for her in that moment and I still remember the the drastic differences like she has been always huge supporter of my career and you know I've learned a lot of things and I'm able to do a lot of things as a woman because I saw her doing but as a mom in that moment I still remember she was like how are you gonna get married like <laughs> you don't look like a girl and my mom uh, sorry my dad had this huge smile on his face and he was like that's my girl so um, yeah like you know and that's when um, I think my my family, my parents actually realized what I really do on day to day basis. Um, and I think beyond the shock, your mom's uh, pride, right, as it catches oh, yes. up exactly. And you know, it, it goes back to this thread of you know, in college when you're talking about professor supporting the parents, support the ecosystem, support. Because what we see of careers is very often a sanitized version. Most of what we take is a video that either a company or an association or an advertisement has put out and. Nothing actually is the reality of what it is. Other than if you're watching a documentary, is probably what you'll come close to seeing something. And it's it must have been a, such a learning experience because I'm sure the proportion um, and the ecosystem around you is is quite different because there are probably very few women on the oil rigs. Because I remember on my podcast, I had this lady who who did essentially the same job you did just on in the U.S. And you know, she said she had a lot of support from her colleagues. But it is a contrast because. You know, um, facilities are not there because they're not expecting so many women. So it it does become a bit challenging from time to time. Yes, I mean, uh, it's uh, I was I would say in my eight years and when I worked in different different locations in the field, uh, I would thirty percent of the time I would have a female colleague, but it was always like me and rest of my crew. Uh, but I also would like to mention at the same time, like I never felt unsafe or yes. any any way. It was probably the mo- safest place I could be as a girl, because mm-hmm. you being only girl is a lot of I don't want to use the word liability, but you know, like mm-hmm. the customers have the responsibility. The the people who are running the rig have that responsibility. In terms of facilities, uh, yes, not always. Um, like it has, it has changed a lot. I would say I hear stories from my juniors now. Uh, but depending on what rig you were in, uh, you know, and it was same for uh, you know, I, I, I maybe like once or twice I had the luxury of having my own room, but in rest of the time it was more crew rooms, you know, with the bunk beds and stuff. But as I said, like I ended up making lifelong relationship. I still I'm not in oil and gas anymore, but I still go back to my friends and my managers from those time for advice. Yeah. And it's so important to have such strong ecosystems of people, allies, support, you know, managers and everything to feel 
I mean, as women, to feel safe, it, it is an important thing, no matter where your workplace is, it's not just oil rig, right? Any place, even when you're traveling and stuff. And just the support in, in the organizations. And even for young men or others who are, you know, entering um, school, college, you know, transition, new workplace, we all need to find community. We all need to be able to lean in. So if, if you are, you know, the person greeting them, you're a buddy, you're a mentor, you're in any position of being an ally, a peer, reach out that hand because that thing makes a huge difference on how someone settles in and doesn't and often it's found that the first week the first two weeks makes such a huge difference on what that impression they get on so if you're an employer even thinking about retention you know be gracious about it even as the economy is changing and jobs might be scarce you want people to come and enjoy because they are your advocates about the job no matter how much you advertise it's what people speak that sticks not not the everything else and with social media now it sticks even <laughs> even more than anything else you can think of so i want so the phone lines are open if you want to join this conversation we are going to be talking about electrification and sustainability so the number is 2148173333 you're listening to Life Beats with Sarisha on Radio Caravan. I host the podcast Women, Career and Life. You can check it out on any of your podcast platforms and join sahita.live, sahita.live. Um, go join the community. It's for South Asian women for career and financial empowerment. And uh, we are talking to Akansha Mathur about her journey in energy transformation. So now we're actually going to go from her journey. We've been talking about her experiences and as a student in IIT being one of few women in MEC and you know also as working on the oil and gas rigs but there was a pivotal moment you took a vacation and it kind of has um, segued you into a different sector right now yes so um, I would say around 2019 um, we did this family trip to Iceland which is um, I found out when I reached there is one of uh, is a country where their whole grid is um, is sourced out of 100% renewable resources. Mm. Um, and uh, there's this museum they have in the capital, Reykjavik, um, which goes into a lot of detail on the climate change and the impact on the climate um, and the whole energy transformation movement. And I think that was the initial trigger on making me think, and me as a mom of a two-year-old at that time, um, I, I, I wanted to do something to leave a better planet for our next generation, and um, I think that's when I started having thoughts about it, um, and then I, I would say last year is when um, I actively started working on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm super grateful for all the learnings and experiences I got in oil and gas. And I would like to mention that like, a lot of what I learned, I'm, I use in my day-to-day -day life in my today's role, right? Uh, different industries, same basics. Uh, and then l last year, uh, I got the opportunity uh, when I joined uh, Wallbox Chargers, um, uh, which is uh, basically we are a manufacturer of uh, electric vehicle chargers, um, both home chargers and public chargers. Okay. And um, I am leading the business operations and the sales operations department. So learning a lot uh, daily, but at the same time, um, I, I, I go back home with this fulfillment, like, you know, the feeling of... Uh, that yes, today I did something which is towards my bigger goal, and I knew like this was my second innings um, in my professional life. So. Yeah, and and it makes a difference, right? When you're saying uh, chargers, I I the picture that comes to mind, and probably to a lot of people listening, is those Tesla chargers you see, or the chargers you have in the office where the electric vehicles are plugged in, and 
climate, sustainability, a lot of this conversation is happening, but I think also it, for some, uh, I, obviously because the younger generation, you know, people in school and young people are more vested in it, the conversation seems, seems to happen often in those spheres, uh, not always in the ecosystems we may move in. We, we may talk about it, uh, but not often. And it is so important to, if you have the opportunity and sometimes even frankly the luxury of making pivots and changes so I do want to acknowledge that because I think there is a sense of um, opportunity cost that everyone may not have the privilege to do think about where you want to um, maybe there is something that's nagging uh, at the back of your mind and you want to pivot think about what it is that you can use to pivot and I, I just want to you know make this point that because a lot of layoffs are happening and people are you know obviously challenged it's, uh, it's an emotional journey and are struggling through it um, if possible step back from it and think about what is it that you want to do and how you can take those skills and move forward I got laid off but I got laid off early in my career and I realized when I met somebody yesterday that depending on which stage of your career you get laid off the experience is obviously vastly different for me it was a huge opportunity that looking back was the best thing it happened because it made me a bit more um, less risk averse and willing to take it and realize that I can always make a comeback. You know, oftentimes I got called back to the jobs or to other jobs that I had left. So there's that opportunity that exists, but obviously economic reasons happen in the background. So when you moved, I think it's important to talk about this. You moved from oil and gas to, you know, sustainable energy. What were the conversations when recruiters called you? Like, what did they say that you had and what did they say that you didn't have? And what is it important? Because there are skills we take to every job. I guess the power skills, let's not call them soft skills. Those are the important, the execution, the management, you know, all of that goes with you. So what was that like? So um, it was, uh, I would say, a lot of mixed reaction. Um, mm -hmm. I, I wrote to more than 100 companies. Like, I was... Uh, Literally, I, I was desperate. I, I knew this is where I have to be. Uh, I had a whole project plan and everything. Uh, but then, like, I wrote to whoever, like, based on LinkedIn search, like, like we all do, and uh, I would write to recruiters. Um, landed on some of the first rounds, and got a lot of mixed reactions. Some were like quite positive, uh, uh, but at the same time, some were like, "Oh, oil and gas is all you have done for 15 years. Uh, we don't see any of those skills." being useful in this in, in this industry um, however I like I, I would say I just kept my rigor and um, and I've, I always felt that you know uh, a lot of basic functions right like starting with the support functions like HR and finance they are industry agnostic uh, every industry every company needs those functions mm -hmm. right and uh, and then if we move further than that uh, like operations, for me, I would say, um, I, it's it's for me, it's like a little bit twist on that. It's like business operations and sales operations. So more on the kind of the project management and aligning the teams. Um, however, the sales, like I'm, I, I feel very proud to say that like uh, in, in, in Wallbox itself, some of our vet, like top exec sales executives are women. And uh, that's our, wonderful. Yeah. And like 50% of our US management team are women, like director and above. So, uh, you know, those like there are a lot of things happening um, and that that keeps me motivated. And I honestly feel, uh, you know, during the switch itself, I realized that since this sector is so much talked about, it's still a nascent sector. There is tremendous growth potential. And 
anyone who is looking for opportunities need to like as you said realize and identify those transferable skills and experiences and then build up on it yeah and i would say there's so many ways to build on it you said it took 100 tries on linkedin right you you cannot let one person's opinion decide what it is right or wrong for you you'll have to decide for yourself you have to collect those opinions you have to collect that information set up coffee chats with people uh if you have time you know people are usually willing to reach out they want to help they're willing to share their knowledge so coffee chats virtual emails you may not get a response from all of them but you know those 300 characters that are there in linkedin are powerful and i've i've said this on the show many times linkedin is great real estate you need to use it wisely so think about your banner your name what is it that you want and you can constantly update it because even when i have moved um and and i think this is this is naturally i think people's you know preconception of things if you've done a job for 8 years they start to think you're kind of you are the job especially if you've done the same job so it's very hard to change i think now people are more willing to see those transformations because technology is changing so much faster than we can think of you know i use a ton of ai tools for all the work i do around podcasting and stuff for for post production work not for like the interview and stuff but some making some of the things streamlined so it's important for us to stay technologically ahead if you're working in traditional fields that's amazing you have a ton of skills you can continue to strive in that and transform it there you know get the younger generation a different generation your peers ready for it So I think it's very important. Is there anything else you wanted to add? We have about a few minutes before we wrap up. So what else would you like to share with the audience? Um I would like I would like to I mean like to close by saying that uh in in terms of that pivoting in your career or or the transformation what came in handy for me and I really strongly believe on in it now uh is like be confident uh right and try to be clear on where you want to go uh and then reach out like um, again like coming back to all the platforms that you are doing Sarisha like those are one of like you are one of those mentors that I was talking about where um where you know people need information they just don't know how and where so reach out ask for help and um and just believe in yourself Yes, well, thank you. And believe in yourself. I, I agree. But reach out to people, you know. I I tend to do some networking events. I will start talking about them on radio, you know, for women to show up for lunches. I'm um, and even if men want to join as well. So, thank you for doing the show. I wanted to do a couple of plugs before I wrap up because June uh, I'm going to be taking a break from the radio show. July will come back with new shows. Before that, thank you Akansha. I think your transformation I think first talking about how many how women in STEM how you can ally and support them or even yet any young people as they're going through a journey because covid has taken and rung out folks so we need to be supporting them and just as you're thinking of a career pivot and stuff reaching out to people is so important so I want to thank you for sharing your stories especially your oil rig story I think <laughs> I have a picture in my mind every time I hear it so I think that is that is amazing and uh, you know to have parents supporting us is so important and supporting our own children as well So going into the summer when we come back I'm planning and hoping to have you know high school principals people who work in um 
services like speech and others talking about how high school experiences for young people what are the experiences that they're going to learn from and some of the challenges that are happening in that ecosystem that we need to talk about that we never ever know or talk about until it's sometimes too late so i'm hoping to have those guests on we will also be talking about mental health and a lot of other topics that are rarely discussed and anything you want to reach out to me if you have suggestions comments uh, please email me or ping me on instagram women career and life at gmail it's spelled w o m e n c a r e r and life at gmail or women career and life on instagram i would love to hear from you i do want to wish you a wonderful thursday thank you for joining this uh, we have a few more minutes but as we talk about it i think basically the show is about having conversations on things we may not know about because my experience as a first generation immigrant i feel like knowledge is fairly limited and This is a hope that you'll get more experiences and you'll hear other people's stories. I'm always thankful to the guests and grateful for them to come and share their expertise. And thank you. Thank you so much, Arisha. It's it was so much fun revisiting all those old days and um hopefully like uh, sharing the experiences um but would bring up more conversations like that. Yeah, and if if I I never did ask this, but if any of you have guests that you think might be a good fit, I like featuring people from the south asian community so that they speak to our community as well as much as possible send me the most awaited show is coming to dallas